you're locked in on the Leafs Line Podcast alongside your host, Mario Russo, an RTA media student and lifelong Leafs fan. Tune in each Sunday afternoon to find Russo covering all things Leafs until you're blue in the face. Russo will also dive in and dissect all the news and highlights across the NHL, bringing an in-depth analysis of a busy week in professional hockey. It's time for Leafs Line. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the special edition, the Thanksgiving edition, I guess I could call it, of the Leafs Line podcast. Yes, it is right. Thanksgiving Monday, we're on a late night cast for the night, and we're just going to be discussing pretty quickly before the season gets underway tomorrow evening. Uh, taking on the Seattle Kraken take on, I believe, the Penguins, if I'm not mistaken, or no, the, the oh Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights, Vegas, and then and Tampa then the, Penguins. Yeah, Tampa Penguins. So you got a pretty uh, pretty good schedule for the opening night, and then we're all waiting to watch. Well, at least me and Adama are, and some other guys in this cast. The Leafs facing the Habs in the home opener. I actually got the luck season game uh, this past Saturday. That was pretty fun to watch. I got to see most of the guys in the lineup. So paying 77 bucks for a decent ticket and seeing some big boys play. I mean, you can't complain with that. Just boy, the cost going down there is ridiculous. ridiculous like like man. at, at Scotiabank, 10 bucks for M&Ms. Are you, <laughs> Bro, Are you for real? Oh my <laughs> God. You know, oh my God. That's bad, man. Me and uh, me, Jared and Evan, three of the guys on the pod, and some other kid named Daniel, we're going to uh, Ottawa for that Thursday game, oh. and it's it's probably cheaper. Like the tickets were cheaper. We're sitting like three hundred levels behind the net, which is like not awful. I think it's sixth row, like in the middle, so it's not like terrible seats. Mm-hmm. And it was sixty bucks a ticket. That's sick. And it's a regular season <laughs> game against yeah. the Leafs. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was I was look I was scoping out some tickets uh, like a couple of days ago just for regular season games and like a regular season Leafs home game against like the Buffalo Sabers sitting balcony which is green the highest you can go considered yeah. nosebleeds in any other sport three hundred bucks a pop <laughs> like oh my God. it's 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 un- it's not even fair like how am I supposed to go watch a Leaf game if it's it's all these costs that are getting in the way like so a bag of peanuts was seven is- bucks. Our entire oh. trip is two hundred. Was two, so far what we've paid. Like ho- okay, we're staying one night hotel, and uh, uh, what else? We booked the hotel. Oh, and the train there and back, and we've paid mm-hmm. like I think it's like two sixteen or some shit. That's not so, bad at all. That's what that's what you're paying like, really like a good, good night in Toronto. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's, it's, but anyways, it's literally cheaper. <laughs> I, I digress. But uh, yeah. it was it was a fun night though. I missed the Leafs game. The last Leaf game I ever went to was a six to two collapse before the All Star break to the Chicago Blackhawks. It was a tough pill to swallow. Oh yeah, it was a bad game to go to. Freddie was on his absolute cold streak, and that's when we cite for how bad Freddie really was. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. It's not really hard to forget that one. So, anyways, I, I put it out Tampa. of my mind. Pardon me. I think they played Tampa the next game and got their yeah. asses kicked too, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. And then that's when the season came to a halt or around that area i'm not mistaken yeah i don't know yeah it's been, it's been a rough couple of years but anyways we got a big show today i wouldn't say too big uh pretty laid back cast we're gonna be discussing just previewing each and every i wouldn't say each and every team but the top four teams of each division where we think they're gonna, how many points they might put up and of course we'll be getting into the bigger fish here the guys who are going to be leading those teams and winning some big time hardware not just the cup but also some uh individual awards as well the uh, i think we'll go for the vezina the calder and i'm pretty sure just the rest of the awards around that area so without further ado we'll kick things off with the toronto maple leafs division i suspect them to be a playoff team i'm supposing they're going to be on your list as well start with you adama where do you have the top four finishing in a tight atlantic division it's always a tight race but this i'm such a leaf homer uh one toronto two tampa three boston four florida all right, and uh, <laughs> what 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 put you uh what put you ahead for the Toronto Maple Leafs here? I I honestly okay I'll I'll probably have a couple hot takes in this podcast, but my first hot take off the bat, I don't think Tampa's a juggernaut anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Like, what are your what's the reasoning behind lot, that? A lot of oh, they lost a lot of guys. Like that team you saw in the Stanley Cup Finals that absolutely murked the. Uh, 
the Canadians is just not what they are anymore. Like losing Gord is huge already, like alone, because he's I think he's an unreal player. Who else they lost like I think not Kaloran, uh Goudreau. Yeah, Goudreau, uh Tyler Johnson. Um they just lost Barboulet, who was supposed to play mm-hmm. for them. I don't know how big that is, but it's just not as deep as they they're not as deep as they were and that's again that's not me saying uh they're a bad team i have them second and they fully could put up like 110 points but i just think toronto a regular season toronto like realistically is a top six ish team i'll say that no problem like i don't think they got worse toronto from last year and they were already a top team so i think it's i think it's realistic I mean, the Tampa did take, uh, obviously, a step back. They gained a couple pieces, but nothing compared to the guys and the production they were getting uh, on their playoff run, which is what we kind of look at Tampa when it comes to their team. We already know they're a sure fire for the playoffs. Their team's way too stacked up front. They got not the best goaltender in the National Hockey League, uh, picking up 40, 50 games a season. That's also an interesting outline to uh, follow. Uh, they, they brought in Brassois, like we discussed in uh, our Atlantic Division preview and offseason grading over, I think it was, what, our first podcast we touched the Atlantic? Yeah, they brought in Brassois. Yeah. He's going to be a pretty good backup, probably helping out uh, with uh, Andre Vasilevsky with the uh, workload management. But again, they did take a step back. I would absolutely agree with you. The Leafs, I don't think they took a step forward. Not like this is very arguable. I think they took a little step back just because they lost a big guy like Zach Hyman. I think if you lose a guy, no matter which team you are, you're taking a step back. I think a guy like that leaves. And even Frederick Anderson, you can make a case better, worse than Peter Mrazek. I think we're just going to have to see how the two hold up. I think this year in the beginning, maybe the first 25 games, we'll see well, what this trade is going to – wouldn't say trade, but the trade-off would look like. So I, I still think both those teams are an easy fire shot for uh, one and two or – Definitely playoff contenders for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm gonna switch it over to Mateo as well, just so you can quickly give it over, and we'll analyze it as well. What is your uh, top four teams in the Atlantic Division? So my top four, I got Tampa first. I got Boston second. I got the Leafs third, and Florida fourth. Hmm. Yeah, man. What's the uh, what's the holdback on Florida? I know they got the stacked offense. The 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 defense is not, I wouldn't say it's concerning, but it's definitely not as capable uh, defensive cores in the National Hockey League, especially in this Atlantic. So, what was your take on Florida? Maybe not getting as high as some fans would have liked it because listen, they got one of the best offense in the league. Is it because maybe the offense isn't telling the full story? Do you need a full team to go that high in the Atlantic? What's your take there? So I put Florida a bit lower because. If you compare their rosters compared to the Leafs, um, the Lightning, and Bruins, I just don't think they really stack up. Like, like they do stack up. I just think they're a bit worse because of their defense and kind of they're not really sure of their goaltending next year. We got to see how Spencer Knight does. If Spencer Knight or even if Bobrovsky stand up, um, I could for sure definitely see them being higher in the standings. But for now and with that, like, defense with losing Gandal. Um, that's why I put them in fourth. And that's an interesting storyline to follow. I think it's going to be on everyone's minds during the first opening weeks of the National Hockey League season. That kicks off tomorrow night as well. The Florida Panthers goaltending situation. Now this team, like I said, well-rounded. The defense, again, you could make an argument, but that goaltending position, I don't consider it a big problem necessarily because they have two solid goaltenders in which I can really see it happening, and I know he's going to have a short leash this season simply because at the money he's making and the production that we've seen over the last couple of seasons with the Florida Panthers, it's been nothing worth that amount. And if he struggles, I think Spencer Knight's the, the, the clear cut to go in the crease, and I think he'll do a good job of it. We saw last season both in the postseason. Very briefly, I think he had a couple games against Tampa where I wouldn't say he stole the show, but he held his ground a little bit against a lethal Tampa Bay offense and team, quite frankly. But in the postseason, or in the regular season, sorry, he was a stud in the crease. Goaltending, goaltenders I've seen come in fresh, rarely any time in the minors, and and just put on a show. So I think Spencer Knight is a pretty darn reliable backup. So I don't see the goaltending position in Florida as a issue. I don't know, Adama, do you feel the same way about the position with the goaltending situation in Florida? Like, what's your take there? Um, So, you'll actually see come my uh, Calder prediction what I think of 
Florida Panthers goaltending, but um, I will say I'm not I'm not convinced. Uh, that's not saying Spencer Knight isn't a good goalie because like he's obviously a fantastic goalie picking. I think he was what like 13th overall a few years ago. Um, but the guys, he's 20 years old. He's li- he's literally two years older than us, and expected to be a starting goalie in the NHL. Um, especially when your backup goalie can either be like a Vesna winner or more likely like a average backup goalie so if he flops you're rolling with pretty much two backup goalies so um i'd be a little worried about if i was florida going into a tandem with like going into a season with a tandem like this yeah i see what you're coming from i mean the age you could discuss it about every young goaltender coming in because that's a lot of pressure getting put on themselves i know you have a decent mentor like Bobrovsky right in front of you he's a former Vezina winner so you're going to be learning from him throughout the year, and I'm sure he has this past season. But, again, at the age of 20, you're putting a lot of pressure on a guy in probably I would say, the hardest division in the National Hockey League right now. I don't know if you can make a case still for the Metro. A lot of those guys are aging, and we'll get into it in just a second. But you're putting a guy in a position to, I wouldn't say fail, because he has stood his ground throughout the past season with the Florida Panthers. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to, it's going to be fun to see if the pressure gets to him. I, I personally don't think so. I think the numbers don't lie with this kid. I think he's got it done at every level. You look at the NHL, and he was. I think he had a, almost a perfect record with the Panthers last season. You can make a case with the division alignment. Uh, it's definitely not the similar to the Atlantic. But again, it's no like the Avs division where it's the Avs and then Avs Vegas and no one else. Like There are some pretty decent teams in that division last year. So I think Spencer Knight wasn't a fluke. He won the World Juniors, I believe, last uh, this past season against Canada when they beat them in the gold medal game. So he's got a decent resume for himself. He was a high draft pick. I think all the signs are pointing to him just to see if he holds up the pressure because I think he's going to be assigned a big workload this season if Bobrovsky uh, doesn't do what he's supposed to be doing with the money he's making. And I think that's a common theme out of that goaltender there. So, again, a nice storyline to look out for. That's your top four. I didn't really prepare a top four, but if I were to give anything, I'd have Tampa number one. I just think the team is complete. I know they lost a bunch of guys, but still, it's Tampa Bay we're talking about. That offense and that goaltender can still carry them a little bit uh, of the way. I, I, I actually have the Leafs finishing fourth, uh, oh. second place Boston, and third place Florida. <laughs> You would have quite, you would say in the Leafs, and I would tell you to look exactly at the past thinking. five years, and uh, that would show you a pretty good amount <laughs> of where my faith with the Toronto Maple Leafs team has gone. It, it, it's not like I would say biased would not not be something in there because I would definitely stick them up much higher. And it's their team is pretty complete, but again, they've had complete teams last season. They've had complete teams the year before, so. There's nothing really that stands out to me about this team compared to teams prior. I said before they took a minor step back, nothing major, but I still think that Zach Hyman them. I know they had nothing to do with that and they couldn't really fix it, but they're still losing a big piece there. So I still have them four. Of course, they're going to get into the playoffs. I don't think any other team's going to give them a run, and it's going to be a close race for me, that fourth and third spot. And even that second spot might be up for grabs. I, Allmark, I know he had a tough preseason been all the, on all the minds of Bruins fans and they're getting worried which I'm happy to see them worried because finally I'm not in that situation but he, he Elmark hasn't had been too pretty in the preseason by any means so you, you could possibly see Swayman taking a bit of the role to open up the season now that's a pretty big hot ticket in itself I still think they're going to let Elmark run apples a bit out of the gate you're looking at Swayman your starter and Elmark's the backup who was extremely solid in Buffalo for an ugly Sabres team so I think it's going to be a dogfight for that second I think Tampa's got a lock on first though but I mean that's just my take I can't give a bias to the Toronto Maple Leafs anymore after what I've seen these past <laughs> couple of seasons so I'll leave it at that and I know we're going to get touch upon awards after we get through all the divisions we got three more to go and the one right now is I'm going to start off with Mateo because his team is playing in it the Metro division who is finishing top for Mateo and I'm sure last season's playoff uh, run for the Penguins wouldn't put any two too much positive spin on the Penguins. Gino and uh, Crosby out for the beginning, I would say, two months of the season. So it's not looking too good for them opening up the gate. What do you make of the top four teams in the Metro and even the Pens? Because I know those are your boys, and I'm not really expecting a rant here. I think you I think you made that quite clear in our past episodes. But uh, take, it, take it away, my friend. Oh, yeah, I did make that clear for sure. <laughs> oh, God. Um, So looking at this Metro Metro. Politan division. Uh, at first, I got the Islanders. I think they've proved themselves that 
They're a very good team in the regular season and even the playoffs. Um, at second, I got the Capitals. Uh, third, I got the Flyers. And at fourth, I kind of got a toss-up between the Penguins and Hurricanes. And that's a hot take because of how the Penguins are looking this year. But you know what? Every year, they somehow find a way to make it to the playoffs. And if Sid and Gensel could carry them somehow this year, they could definitely try to get, like, maybe a wild card spot. A wild card spot for sure. And I don't want the Pens running into, and I think you'd agree with me as well, them running into a situation where Jeff Carter is your leading goal scorer and possibly the only source of offensive production. With a guy like that at that age, with that many miles on him, carrying the workload, and yes, he will be tested to open up the season because he hasn't got many key parts. Again, Crosby and Malkin being out as well as Gensel. So he's going to be given the workload at that age. He's not going to keep up. I, I know he's a terrific player. Uh, he has a wonderful resume, cups, you name it, but it's not going to be the same. And the Penguins do always have a drive. I think that's the one thing that they have different from any other organization in the National Hockey They're always in the mix for the Stanley Cup playoffs. No matter how bad their year is, they're always looking to take that next stride, that next step forward, and they're always bouncing their way into the postseason. So I, I could easily put them there because of their resume and they get there. But I got to ask, Mateo, how did you, what, what, what allowed you to put the Flyers over the Hurricanes? Now, I know the Flyers had a terrific offseason. Everyone's been raving about the guys they brought in. They've taken a big leap forward uh, with the guys, again, that they brought in. You look at uh, Ristolainen, uh, another piece like, uh, what, what, what is his name? Uh, Cam Atkinson was brought in. So many guys other than those two that I named were brought in to help out with this team. Did you, did that play a big role in you? ranking them higher than the Carolina Hurricanes because the Hurricanes are a solid team and I wouldn't I wouldn't I would keep playoffs out of the picture but regular season that offense is more than capable of carrying the workload yeah for sure um I put the Flyers a bit higher because yeah for sure those additions of their their defense looks really good um I feel like that was something the GM was looking for in the offseason and he definitely filled that role with the additions of Ryan Ellis and Ristolainen um, also, their forwards are actually looking like really good. They got Claude Giroux up there, Konechny, uh Van Riemsdyk. They got a few decent uh, players on offense. And I feel like Carter Hart could have a comeback season this year. Um, if he has a comeback season this year, I feel like the Flyers can definitely be a very dangerous team. And you know what? Against the Hurricanes... Like, the Hurricanes, have they, like, really improved in, like, the past year? Um, I wouldn't say so. Exactly. So, I don't know how I feel about the Hurricanes. Um, we got to see how Frederick Anderson um, performs for the Hurricanes. As the last few years, he hasn't looked, like, he looked okay for the Leafs, but not, like, a top-tier goalie. So, that's why I have the Flyers over the Hurricanes. And I think that Carter Hart could uh, definitely get to that level somehow, even after a disaster year last year. And, I mean, it's perfectly fair. I, I'm interested to see where the Flyers rank on Adamo's uh, top four as well. I'll turn it over to you in just a second. But, again, the Flyers, Carter Hart is going to be the biggest piece of the puzzle if they want to if they want to put it back together. They were a dangerous team when they made a decent playoff run uh, in the bubble uh, a couple of years ago, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be they're gonna be tested this season because you you look at the guys they brought in and they yes they had to bring in guys to help out Carter Hart because their defensive core last season was a big reason as to why they kept picking the puck out of the back of their net like it, it was just not even there sometimes. One of the star-studded defensemen in the league, he was almost what everyone talked about coming in and he was sent down to the minors. And I was extremely surprised about that when I saw it because that guy had so much hype around him. He just fell off the cliff. Now he's finding a different place to play with right now. And let's see if that changes anything for his career. But the Flyers defense was carried mostly by him and it, it showed on the score sheet. So Carter Hart's going to have to have a bounce back year. It's no question about it. If they want to be anywhere near ranked the top four in the division and get a playoff spot, they got to be with Carter Hart. He's got to be with the team. And they'll go 
I don't know, Adam, are you on the same page here with Mateo's rankings? Do you have anyone different? Are the Hurricanes? I know they've had a brutal offseason, to say the least, bringing in some questionable players and letting go a big guy like Nadelkovich, who had a lot of fans shaking their head. Uh, what do you make of the, not, not just the Carolina offseason, because we talked about that extensively throughout our other podcast, but do they crack your top four? Do the Flyers crack your top four? Like, what do you make of this Metropolitan Division? Um, so with the Hurricanes, um, I think the their biggest their biggest addition this season was uh, it happened today actually. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys saw um, Sebastian Ajo and Marty Nietzsche were golfing with Harry Styles. Ah yes, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's interesting. I just said that to my sister because she's a she's a huge um, Harry Styles fan and she's like it's so random. I guess he's there right now. He's there mm-hmm. in Carolina on tour. Um, but again, I digress. Um, I actually have Carolina first in the Metro, uh, Islanders second, Penguins third, and fourth. Pause. New Jersey Devils. Yes, I was waiting oh for it. God. Thank you. <laughs> giving some recognition. Keep it going, my man. Keep it going. Adamo, you're giving too much hope just... on the Penguins. I'm just saying right now. You know what? The Penguins, <laughs> the Penguins always have injuries. They always have injuries. And they just figure shit out. I don't know how yeah. they do it. They yeah. always. I, I feel like the season before COVID, when Crosby was out till like December, and they still finished like first in their division. Um, like last year, same thing. Malkin was injured a bunch. I think I don't know. No, Gensel wasn't injured, but they just they had injuries last year. And mm-hmm. Steve Sullivan, he just gets it done. So I have them second. Um, you want me to ramble a little bit about my my sleeper team? The New Jersey Devils. I love what they did this offseason. I think they're bringing in, like, in my opinion, a top five defenseman, Dougie Hamilton. Uh, Thomas Tatar is a great addition. Uh, you're going to see a lot of internal growth from Jack Hughes, who had a great season, underratedly. Um, the points will come for him, 100%. Uh, Yegor Sharangovich, a guy I drafted in our oh 12 fantasy. Love Yegor Sharangovich. Um, Shoots a lot. He started to get a lot of ice time towards the end of the season there. And then that's like ignoring guys like Andreas Janssen, Jesper Bratt, their captain, Nico Heischer. Um, I, I love this team. And even on defense, we're bringing in Ryan Graves for like, what was it, a third-round pick, a second-round pick or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have Damon Severson, Ty Smith, and a very solid goaltending duo with Mackenzie Blackwood. Now, I don't know if he's getting vaccinated or that whole situation, but even if he doesn't, Jonathan Bernier is not a bad, like, 1B option. So, big ups, the New Jersey Devils. And, I mean, it was a pretty big flip from uh, Mateo's uh, list. But, man, I back it. Like, New Jersey Devils, I've been saying it throughout the show mostly. I have some high praise for this team. And the only thing that I need to see is if this young core, they've been put through the gutter they have put i wouldn't say put in the right situation to succeed now i think they got the guys to do it Uh, you got the hughes brothers now playing together maybe that'll spark some emotion with this team i think they got the pieces the young pieces to maybe start getting some things turning in uh, new jersey i think they're going to put up a season like the maple leafs did in i believe it was 2016 when they just squeezed in uh i believe it was was the wild card spot Uh, i think it was second wild second wild card because we played president's trophy winners capital yeah so if it wasn't going to be the Metro's fourth spot, definitely see them in the wild card. This team is, I think, a playoff team, a one that's going to squeeze in there. They just got a lot of pieces that they brought in, and it's going to work for them. Like I know you left them out, or maybe I just didn't hear it correctly. Dougie Hamilton's a New Jersey Devil this year. He's going to yep. be uh, he's going to be making some big noise there. I hope. I know Evan has his thoughts on Dougie and how his transition <laughs> to New Jersey isn't the best suited for him, and maybe his play will decline. But I mean, I see him as an absolute must. Organization. I think he's gonna be a good fit. I think he's gonna live up to the money he's making. I know it's no Absolutely. Seth Jones contract, but uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's definitely worth the, the dollar he's been making. So I think he's gonna be a menace on the power play. I think he's. Uh, I think this team's it. And uh, I'm just gonna go off of the other teams just briefly. I think the Penguins, like we mentioned, they're always finding ways to get through, no matter injuries, no matter what is thrown at them. COVID is thrown at them. They're still finding ways to go deep in the postseason. So it's 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 gonna be interesting this Metro. Did would you guys say they took the Metro took a step back 
because I know a lot of guys are aging. You, you got that OV. I know you were t t discussing with me, Mateo, for your uh, assignment for school here. The OV Sidney Crosby debate. Both guys are now at the tail end of their career. It's going to be an interesting couple of years now to see how they react to this younger Metro division or is an older Metro division. What do you guys think of this? this, I guess, alignment in general, because it's totally different if you rewind the clock five years ago. This one was a powerhouse. Now it's, I think the tides have turned a little bit in the style these teams play and the guys that are bringing up in the organization. I'll, I'll start with you, Adamo. Is this Metro division one of the worst ones we've seen in the past five years or so? Is it just around the area of being the same? Like, what do you make of this team or this division rather? Oh, I, I don't want to say worse, but... I think like that, that top end talent that was there. I think we had a bunch of powerhouses last year, uh, or in the previous years. I think now it's more like there's eight teams in the, this division, and I'd say, discluding the Columbus Blue Jackets, you can make a realistic argument for any of the the other seven teams to win the division. Maybe not win it, but at least make the playoffs. Like we left out the New York Rangers, who were yeah. right there. These are young and upcoming team. We're not talking about the Washington Capitals. I think we. Did, I don't remember if Mateo had them in or not, but yeah, I had, I had them, number two. I had them just out of the playoffs, like, and that's still a fantastic team. So, I I don't think they maybe like skill wise they got worse, but in terms of competition, I'm excited to see how this division plays out. Yeah, and it feels like the scale has just sort of balanced itself out. Like, there's a lot of teams in here who you go look three four years ago. I would even throw the Carolina Hurricanes in that mix. I remember growing up watching hockey. Uh, when the Leafs were slowly emerging out of the gutter, the Carolina Hurricanes are one of the god-awful organizations in the National Hockey League. They had nothing clicking for them. And soon after build-up, build, uh, prospect after prospect, these these teams started to grow. And now, finally in 2021-2022 season, these teams all have a legit shot. I would still throw Columbus a little under the bus. They're not there yet. I still think they got some rebuilding to do. But again, all these teams have a lethal shot at not, not just making the postseason, but potentially even cashing their ticket for the division title. And I'm going to turn it over to you, Mateo. I know you watch the Metro extensively. Uh, you're a Pens fan, obviously. So I would assume you're really looking into all the other competition. Do you think this division took a step back at all? I know there's a lot of guys aging, but again, there's some also some youthful, youthful players, youthful organizations coming up the ladder. So uh, do you think it balances out like myself, or do you still think this division is a little bit behind of what it once was? I feel like it's kind of balanced out, like you said, because, like, I agree with Adama pretty much. Almost every team, except for the Hurricane, except for the Blue Jackets, could, um, I think, could make it to the playoffs. Like, for sure, the Rangers have so many young prospects that are looking good, like Lafreniere, Kako, uh, Shesterkin, and that. And also, they got, of course, Artemi up there. So they're for sure, like, maybe a dangerous team. And then. Like, as we talked about, um, the Capitals, they got a, a, a great offensive team with Ovi and Tommy. I'm not sure how they're going to do without Backstrom. I, um, isn't he out for, like, a really long time? I saw that while we were drafting. Not, uh, not a long He's not time. out for too long. He's just out for the opening weeks of the season. Yeah, probably a couple weeks. Okay, okay. Well, for those coming weeks, I'm not sure about how Kuznetsov is going to do because as before we talked on past episodes uh Kuznetsov, I'm not, I'm not sure about that guy. That guy's very on and off. Um, yeah, so I, I think... know what he's on. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that one to come in. <laughs> I was thinking about one. Good day to you. Oh my god. So yeah, that's uh, and also yeah, the Devils are looking good too. I'm hoping Jack Hughes has a step up this year for sure. I'm rooting for Jack this year. Um. He can maybe have a breakout year for sure. And yeah, that's what I see for the Metro Metropolitan. Uh, obviously, I hope the the Penguins can make it through this month at least. Hopefully, Jeff Carter maybe has um, an 80 goal, 80 point season. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but imagine. I was say. Yeah. <laughs> now I know who's in, you're in, who's in your uh, heart winning trophy candidates. And <laughs> <laughs> rip on the boy Jeff. But. Yeah, I mean, what you say all makes sense. I mean, I think uh, we both, or all of us here, provide a list that is well then equipped. And even if we're off the board, like all these teams are capable of doing, uh, I wouldn't say what was expected of them in the past, but this year is a new year and these teams are growing and coming out fast. And I'm hoping to see some good things.
Actually, the Devils, I'm really high on them. It's probably going to bite me in the butt in the later half of the year when this team's probably scuffling a little bit. But uh, I want to see some positivity out of the New Jersey Devils. So uh, we just have to wait and see. The season plays out tomorrow night. So it's going to be a long one. It's going to be a fun one. <clears throat> and I think that wraps it up for the match. I just wanted to say one thing and maybe pick your brains on this. What do you make of the New York Rangers? I've always had a thing with this team that one of the more mediocre teams get into the postseason if they do never make some noise so i don't know adam i'll start with you just quickly what do you make of the rangers this season what can we expect from them and i mean they've had a decent offseason just recently zabanjad locked up an eight-year deal with i think it was worth 10 mil per year i don't got it in front no, of me 8.5 8. but yeah eight. around yeah around that range yeah. and uh no, no. What do you make of the Rangers? I find them as one of the more mediocre teams in this division, but again, still capable with the offense to make some noise. So, what do you make of them? Um, they're kind of like that young team. I don't, I don't know. Last season they were really good, and um, to be honest, I had I was debating Rangers or Devils when picking that number four spot. And then I thought, you know, let's have some fun here. So I did that. Um, losing Pavel Buchnevich is like really big. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at the right wing depth right now. Uh, Alexis Lafreniere, first line right winger. I'm pretty sure he's left-handed, so that's weird. Uh, Capo Caco, who's been a disappointment, to say the least. That's not to say he'll be a bust, but hasn't had a great start to his NHL career. Then uh, Vitaly Kravtsov on the right wing, another disappointing prospect. At one point, was like this number one guy lighting up uh, Russia in the, the AHL. Third line right winger is a whatever. And then Ryan, Ryan Reeves on your Ryan Reeves shouldn't be in the NHL. I love him, but come on. Oh, Evan, will that's kill you. not NHL. You're so lucky no. he's not on here. No, I, he has he has some high praise. Let's see. All, if, let's see if he's all, listening. We all know why he's there for the opening night. Oh yeah, the the uh, Tom Wilson single handedly broke this team. <laughs> like, like they really, they fully gave Ryan Reeves a contract like Ryan Reeves is making $750,000 to fight people might even be more actually, but I think it's a little more. Yeah. Getting back to what I was saying, they just, I think they took a step back from last year and they already missed the playoffs, but um, I, I'm just not a fan of it. Like you said, Chris Kreider, I'm not a fan of makeup as a I know everyone loves Mika, but um, I think he's a guy that, it's a little too hot and too cold. Like that's sometimes a, I'm yeah, on like that's a, exactly what I, I was going to say. He'll go on like a, a, like a 15 game point streak. And then I'll, you know, five points in his next 20. So yeah. not, I don't know, not a fan, not a fan of the Rangers. Yeah. And I mean, the Rangers, they're always, like I said, one of the more mediocre teams. These guys are going to be playing a big role in the success of this team. You're going to need to have Zibanejad find some consistency. I know it's hard for the guy, but He's got to have to start clicking with the guys around him so that we can see some success from this Rangers squad and maybe seeing them punch their ticket to the playoffs and maybe even punching a ticket into the second round. We haven't seen that in a little bit. I'm sure Rangers fans need to see this team break through. But again, uh, I want to get into these other divisions here and, and really uh, see what we got in store for the uh, trophy winners because I think that one's a more exciting segment, uh, as, uh, at least over this one, because we kind of know where these teams are going to rank, especially in the uh, central division uh they got some decent skill in that uh, division but i wouldn't say anything too crazy uh it's i don't know what do you guys make of the central what is your top four uh you got the abs i would say running that tape i would say the jets maybe giving a close second but i, I wouldn't even say a close second like what do you got adamo for the top four in uh the metro uh sorry not the metro the central uh, I think this was more of a. I, th I think the next two were probably easier to predict than others. Uh, obviously, Colorado's your lock uh, for first place, and then second was really a toss-up between Winnipeg and Minnesota. I, I said Winnipeg second, Minnesota third, but I won't give you problems if you say other way around. And then fourth, I have Dallas, but that could easily be uh, Chicago or Nashville. Um, but not really an interesting division, from being honest, because we know Colorado is going to win it. We know Winnipeg and Minnesota are going to be the two and three. And then, I, I don't know. I, I guess the fourth team is probably going to get their asses handed to them by Colorado. So I don't really put stock into it. I mean, there's there's just no team that wows me that's going to say, man, this team should be top two, top three. Other than it's Colorado. just like, yeah, it's other than Colorado. It's like, okay, I know what the Jets are going to do. Uh, I know the Wild, again, I've said this extensively. They're one of the more 
uh, rounded teams. They don't go too far. They just sort of stay the same yeah, each and every year. Mediocreness in here. Yeah, there's yeah, it's a lot of mediocreness. You're absolutely right. And even Dallas, I'm, I'm like that one. It's interesting. I mean, they went to the Stanley Cup final two years ago, went toe to toe with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning obviously did best them, and that was their first of their two Stanley Cups. And they're looking for a three peat this year, but. I can't see Dallas going too crazy and fighting for a top spot. I can maybe see them squeezing in. I, I think Chicago is going to click. I think the additions of, I wouldn't say additions, but Taze coming back. Uh, I think Seth Jones, I don't think he's going to play up to the big money he's making, but I think he's going to make God, some no. somewhat decent, not wouldn't say too big noise, but I think he's going to make some noise. Oh, yeah, he's still a great player. He's, gonna, he's a good player regardless. Not 9.5, but... Uh... Yeah, not 9.5. But but Flurry, uh, he he's gonna also carry some oh, weight. Yeah. So yeah, like I'll put I'll put Florida, uh, not Florida. Uh, I will put Chicago in the top four, maybe fourth. You can fight for third, but maybe fourth. But again, you you, you said it perfectly, Adamo. It's a bunch of mediocreness in the division. And Mateo, I don't know. Do you agree with the statement? And what do you have for your top four so we can maybe pick about these teams a little bit more? Yeah, it's a very mediocre division for sure. Not a lot of star power except for the Al- Avalanche. And that's where I'm going to lead off. Uh, number one, I got the Avalanche, of course. Anybody else who doesn't have it is uh, out to lunch. Uh, number two, I got um, the Minnesota Wild. They're looking a really good team. Number three, I got the Stars. And number four, like you said, Mario, the, the Blackhawks are really looking pretty good. So I'm putting the Blackhawks at number four. I feel like they can make a comeback this year. I mean, I think they got the parts to do it, right? Like, you got Taves. We already know how his chemistry is with Patrick Kane. That is, if he plays with Patrick Kane. Uh, I know Kane's got some decent line mates around him with uh, Debrinkat. And uh, who am I drawing a blank to right now? Why is this so hard? It's Kane, Debrinkat, and Doc. There we go. Oh, no. Yeah. We have, um, sorry, I, think, I think it's Tyler Johnson. On that yeah, I, I, I heard Tyler Johnson was rumored up there as well. So, yeah. they got – I mean, the thing – the beauty about the Chicago Blackhawks heading into the season is that they got guys to play with. So, yeah. And just in the opening remarks of the season, uh, I think it's going to help them out throughout the stretch. Like I, they got some decent depth. This is not a team that you can joke around with now. Like if the Leafs go up to them, go up against them, I'd be a little bit scared than I have been in the Toronto Maple Leafs team playing an American team, seeing that original six rivalry <laughs> grow up and uh, that I haven't seen in so long. But I'm going to see a decent and competitive Chicago Blackhawks team. And I know I'm high on this team. <clears throat> I know a lot of people are because they brought in some decent talent, but I think just because of the mediocreness of this division, it's you, it's not really that difficult to see them finishing top four. So, sort of ranking and the Blackhawks. I'm sure you guys uh, share the same thing, not only just about the divisional alignment and the teams in it, but the struggle Blackhawks as well. And I don't think there's too much to say about this uh, this division in general because we already know what we're going to get from most of these teams. And now on to the well, what we would say is one of the worst divisions in hockey as of right now. The Lonesome Pacific Division with three to four rebuilding teams, one of which including a roster that hasn't even hit the ice yet together. We'll be seeing them again in action tomorrow night against another Pacific rival who's going to turn into a big-time rival, the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, so the Pacific Division, they got a bunch of rebuilding teams. Like I said, who do you guys having top four? I think Vegas uh, might be a pretty big lock for number one. But going down the list from two to four, who, who do you guys got? I'll start with you, Adamo. Who's uh, on the list for making the top four? Yeah, so Vegas one um, goes without being said. Number two, I have Edmonton because Edmonton's pretty good, even though their defense is very not. But when you have a guy like McDavid and Drysidle, like I, I actually I contemplated having them lower, but then I was like, if they did it last year, and I don't think they got that much worse on defense. Like they still have Darnell Nurse, they still have Tyson Berry. They just kind of. So what subtraction by addition is that a thing? Bringing in Cody CC and like Duncan Keith, but yeah, second place is fair. Third place and fourth place were interesting because I really didn't know who to go with. Third, I went with Calgary, um, more, more so because of manifesting a Battle of Alberta playoff. Um, but they're also talented, they're really talented. Blake Coleman, Johnny Goudreau, Matthew Tuchuk, they have so many players and they just can't get it done. but I don't know. I guess this is the year they get it done, my opinion. And then, uh, just, I'm not rambling too much. Number four, Shadow Kraken. They look like a good team. And I really couldn't make a case for any other team. I guess the Kings, but I like the Kraken. 
that's the reason why a lot of guy, people are high on the Kraken because because they got no one else to worry about in the division. <laughs> They'll be beat. They've they've entered the season. They've entered the NHL in the most opportune time to get success and build a fan base for their organization. Like yep. you're 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 fighting dumpster fires at this point. Like the Kings are nothing special. The Sharks. <clears throat> Uh, we, we discussed it, me and Evan, together on the last episode that still has to be uploaded, mind you. Uh, we're still waiting for Evan to send me over the uh, links so I could upload it to YouTube. But we'll see when Evan gets back to that. And uh, again, San Jose's got no names that sort of pop off the paper. Uh, Anaheim's in the same boat. Like, Trevor Zegers, I'm sure we're going to hear his name a little bit when we just discuss the uh, Calder Trophy rankings. Because this kid, I think, still has what it takes. I wouldn't say still, he has what it takes just on a pretty crummy team. So again, it's all up in the air with the last spot. I still think Seattle is capable of taking that last spot. And Calgary is interesting. I'm happy the Dama is speaking the battle of Alberta into existence. So uh, I think that's one of the best rivalries in hockey. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm sure Vegas is the number one lock for first place in the division. I'm sure Mateo, you'll side with that as well. Uh, I'll turn it over to you right now, actually. What do you, what do you make of the top four in the Pacific? Not too many teams to choose from, but I'm sure we know, uh, we can all agree who's finishing amongst the best of the best in this lonesome and weak Pacific division. Yeah, I actually disagree. Number one with the Golden Knights. I'm going, wow. with, the L- I'm going with the LA Kings. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going with the Knights. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going with the Knights. And then number two, like Adamo said, the Oilers. And then um, number three, like Adamo said, I'm kind of high off the Kraken. I got them at number three. And then number four, I really like the addition of OEL and Connor Garland. So I got the Canucks on fourth. Oh, did, did we just bypass the Vancouver Canucks? <laughs> I think we did, but like, like <laughs> they're pretty good, actually. Yeah. And now I feel bad. Like they they're should, good. they could be in a top four. I mean, the, the Canucks, I, I don't know. Would you put them over Calgary, Adama? Would, would that change that we just remembered uh, about a Canucks being a team? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Gar- Garland ain't cutting it for you? No, okay, their forwards are good. They're kind of like the uh, the Edmonton Oilers, but they just don't have McDavid or Dreisaitl. So that's why I'll keep them. Like, they both have shocking defense, of course. They have one good defenseman, and then the rest are, uh, well, OEL isn't what he was. Tyler Myers is Tyler Myers. They have Luke Shed. Shout out to him. Um, Tucker Pullman and J- Jack Rathbone. I guess Chatfield's out, but I like they, they they suck on defense. Like none of them can be defend. For being honest, like Quinn Hughes is an awful defender defensively. Oh, oh yeah, no I'll great defender. It. Sorry, that's what that's what I meant to say. <laughs> He's a great defender, not good at defense. That's 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 a problem. No, no, I wouldn't put them over the Flames. I take it back. <laughs> wow. that was a, that was a, a that was an adventure of words you just uh, yeah. spilled out to us yeah he was like yes i want i want it i want it flames you suck you suck no no flames are good what am i saying <laughs> but uh no like I, I i i'm if i'm being honest with you vancouver is my number two team don't ask why uh it's yeah it's strange but uh again i, I see them maybe maybe over vancouver the defense again there's no depth there like the defense is a big issue that they still have yet to fill out i even lost i believe nate schmidt to uh, the winnipeg jets so i know nate schmidt isn't the craziest or sexiest name but he's still a decent defender in the national hockey league and you lose him so you're banking on demko and demko i would consider a top 10 goaltender is that a hot take in itself no he's unreal he's a great defender he's very good very good goaltender very underrated and playing let's say for a garbage vancouver team but they had a tough season last year, and that was the year that he was supposed to put up big-time numbers, which he did until they got hit with a massive dose of COVID-19. So I don't know. We'll have to see about this Vancouver Canucks team. I could even make a case. If they're not ahead of Calgary in your rankings, Adamo, I could maybe see them going ahead of Seattle. Is that is that fair? What do you, what do you I mean, make of that? I, I couldn't tell you. I haven't seen Seattle. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we have to wait. I mean, you could roster pick all you want. This team is uh, – I, they're iffy on paper. I think they could have done a lot better at the draft. Yeah. Leading up to that and even post draft as well and switching some trades like the Vegas Golden Knights did when they entered the league. But yeah, there's a lot of question marks around the Seattle Kraken, mostly because they haven't stepped on the ice together yet in a regular season match. So I think tomorrow's a big one. I'm going to be paying attention very immensely oh, uh, for, for that game. I just want to see an expansion team and I want to see that Canucks 
Kraken rivalry. My goal one day, maybe if it's not this season, in the upcoming ones, seeing uh, going live and seeing a Kraken Vancouver game live. Like that, that's pretty sick. That that's one of the cool. Yeah, that's apparently it's nice out there in like Pacific U.S. Yeah. in like that Western Canada. I've never been. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go very badly. It's one of my hot destinations amongst North America. So hoping to go there in the recent or the next couple of years. But again, this rivalry is going to be pretty interesting to look out for this upcoming season. And I think you can make a case for the Canucks, but those other bottom feeding teams, when you're looking at the California trio, uh, nothing too hot. And uh, I think we all agree on that. So I think we'll cut it short there. I mean, we went through all the divisions, I would say pretty quickly. Uh, we'll make some room now for the meat and potatoes here, the awards, something that almost everyone is interested in. Uh, we saw last year how they actually, am I, am I tripping or yeah, they announced who won the awards last season, correct? Yeah, I, yeah. I never really get into, into this stuff too much. Yeah. yeah. We already know who won all the awards. So it's, it's now up to who's winning them this upcoming season. And we got, I think you mentioned Adamo off the top. I think it was <clears throat> uh, Hart, yep. Vezina. I don't know. Did you throw a head coach in there as well, Jack Adams? Oh, no, I, I didn't, but we can. No, we we can throw it in there very quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess you, 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 could, you could kick it off. It was sort of your idea to throw it in there. Uh, what, do you, what do you make for the go, – go Because we're on teams, let's, let's start with the cup winner. Um, let me throw mine out there. Winning the 2022 Stanley Cup, I have the Winnipeg Jets – Jesus what? Christ, oh what? man. Bro, I'm going to need an essay manifesto and an annotated bibliography to hear why the Winnipeg Jets are winning the cup in 2021-2022. And an MLA format as well. Yes, please. I need, to, I, need it, I need it nice. All right, so number one, um, my first big reason is they have the best goalie in the world. So that helps. Um, I, you know what, guys? But the biggest reason I'll say right now is hockey is pretty random. And crazy shit happens in the playoffs. And I think I actually do think the Winnipeg Jets can make a deep playoff run. They did uh, a few years ago when uh, it was like it was the Blues versus the Jets in that Western Conference Finals. You know, they didn't have they, have, they don't have Patrick Line anymore, but they have like a even better version of Nikolai Ehlers, who I'd argue is like a top 10 winger. Kyle Connor could pot 40. Mark Scheifele could pot 40. Blake Wheeler's still okay. Pierre Luc Dubois, if he plays like he did against Toronto, that's a really good center. Um, so their top six is gross, and that's excluding guys in the bottom six like Andrew Kopp, uh, Adam Lowry, who are pretty good. And then on defense, it's not awful. They Two pretty big additions, I'd say, Nate Schmidt, Brendan Dillon. That's also why they, they still have Dylan DeMello, Pionk, and uh, Morrissey. Um, it's just it's a good team. Paul Maurice, I think, is still a very good head coach. Um, they just have everything. And... I don't know. It's more of a gut feeling. <laughs> I'll say that. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, they their team's complete. Like, I don't think you can argue about that. I, I think they're easily, like we mentioned, they're they're secure number two in the, that division against with the Colorado Avalanche. The only thing about this team is playoff success. I think that's what all this this season matters. I think they're going to be in the same boat as the Toronto Maple Leafs were last year. Doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. We already know Ehlers is going to perform. We know Connor is going to perform. We know Shifley is going to be up there, and uh, even Blake Wheeler is going to be getting his uh, getting his stuff as well. Like everyone's going to be doing well. Hellebuck, I can see him success. Like there's nothing wrong about this regular season roster. It's just what they're going to do in the playoffs. Now they're going to have to go through some big names. One of them might even be the Colorado Avalanche. So. I don't know. Like again, you mentioned it. Everything, anything could happen in the postseason. Let the uh, Montreal Canadiens be a perfect example. It's yeah, like, they're going to be a postseason team. So uh, I'd have to give it to you. It just caught me really off guard hearing the uh, hearing the Winnipeg Jets coming out of your mouth compared to yeah. like Vegas Golden Knights, Tampa Bay Lightning. But those are the yeah, like it's a fair obvious point. picks. To be fair, make it and interesting, like, Adam. It like never happened. Does the best does the President's Trophy winner like ever win the cup? Uh, I, I think Chicago won. Chicago yeah, I think won. Chicago did in like yeah. 2013. But other than yeah. that, Chicago. it rarely ever happens where the did... best regular season team wins. No, Washington didn't. That, they won the year after, right? They won the president. Yeah, yeah no, they Washington had the president's trophy curse as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it can fully happen if they catch lightning in a bottle, which I think they can because they're a good team. So I don't know. 
Love to see. They're one of the top Canadian teams, but definitely on my list. I think they go one and two uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sorry, Edmonton Oilers fans, but the team is not deep enough for my liking. And that goalie situation with Mike Smith being at the age that he is, that's also a little bit worrisome for my liking as well. But I think the Jets got it. E- wouldn't say got it easy in that division, but got it pretty mediocre, I guess, because that's what all that division is composed of. And yeah, I think we just. I think we said enough about the win. About them in the Stanley Cup years, but again, <laughs> here we are. Uh, Adama, yeah. I guess just take it away for your awards as well. Um, uh, do you guys want to say yours quickly? Who you guys go? Uh, Mateo, you want to go? Yeah, for sure. Um, so for my is it twenty twenty two Stanley Cup champions? I mm-hmm. got the team that embarrassed my Penguins year after year, the New York Islanders. It's um, not a bad pick. A good team. <laughs> and they were too again. They were like a game away from doing it last year. They're they're a playoff built team, man. Mm-hmm. Those, Barry Trotz works those guys. Yeah, that's a that's a good team. That's a really good team. Yeah, fair, fair play. Fair play. Yeah, you, you you got one, Mario. Stanley Cup favorite. Oosh. My my gut would love to say the Toronto Maple Leafs because don't great. <laughs> but I can't. Put a rule that we can't yeah, say that. Yeah, there's, there's a jinx rule that no, I would. I don't even want to knock on wood. Stanley Cup favorite. Colorado Avalanche always favored in the odds to win the Stanley Cup. I got Vegas Golden Knights taking it. I think that team's pretty uh, complete. It's going to be interesting. I actually see, this is like really out there. I see them making a trade at the deadline for a goaltender. I, I think yeah. Leonard might scuffle a little bit. And I think Brossois, as good as I project him to be, he's not going to be carrying stuff. If like Leonard is very stingy, not stingy, but injury wise, he's very iffy. Yeah. And I think we can all agree on that. I'm going to be out for it now because he's one of my he's one of my goaltender, starting goaltender in my big league with my buddies at home. So I'm going to be taking a big eye on him. But I see Vegas, man. They, they're always there. So I think they're. I think this is their year. I think Evan, if he was on here, he'd be giving me a nice smooch on the cheek. But uh, again, I, 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 see, I see Vegas there. Evan would totally agree as well. So yeah. that's just my pick. But again, I don't know, Adama, you want to start with your players? We'll move to yeah, tail and then I'll maybe give some insight. hit on some players. Um, I guess we'll start with the uh, well, easiest one, I hope. Uh, MVP. Who you got? Mateo. We'll go Mateo. Oh, okay. Um, MVP? You know what? Everyone's gonna heart. yeah. Oh, the heart. Okay, everyone's gonna say Connor McDavid, but you know what? I think it's gonna be Nikita Kucherov. He was Ooh. everyone sleeps on him because last year he was injured the whole season. I feel like he's gonna prove everyone wrong this year for sure. So that's why I have him as my MVP. Huh? Um, I got, I, I got the boy, Matthews, number thirty-four, man. That wrist injury. I don't be... think he's gonna hold what? him back. I thought this was going to be like an obvious pick. So you can make it Conor obvious Mc... if you want. I got Connor McDavid. Go. Um, do, do I need to explain that? You don't got to. That's why I was trying to maybe yeah, give a bit more a, interest. He, he's a he's a pretty good player, you know, playing on the oil. No, he's Connor McDavid. <laughs> but why 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 Matthews? I'm curious. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm hoping he could put up a big competition with uh, Connor McDavid. Like I just want to see it. I, if if I'm being honest, the yeah. cold reality is McDavid, but. Wouldn't it be nice to predict a Matthews uh, MVP seeing it in the city? He's I would say he's a better goal scorer than McDavid. Is that is that is that a hot take? No, he's the best goal scorer in the world. I think he's the best goal scorer. If you can't accept it, if you can't accept that he's the best goal scorer in the world now, you're just a hater. Like, no, but there's no bias behind what we're saying. No, he he scored like almost a 70 goal pace last year. He's the best goal scorer. Yeah, short season. Guy couldn't shoot for like 10 games. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's just him generating scoring chances and finding ways to score. I remember when his wrist was even hurt, he was finding ways to go in front of the net and tip stuff home and just knock pucks through the crease. So, yeah. again, he, that's what goal scorers do. They find ways to do their job. And I think Matthews is a – I think he's easily – I wouldn't say easily up there for MVP, but I think he can make a case. And as obvious as McDavid is, I, I 100% back you on that being the best player of this generation that, that we're looking off after yeah. right now. I'd like to see Matthews in there, and that's kind of why I say him. But, yeah, I, I just got him sort of – I wouldn't say locked, but I got him up there for MVP. Well, yeah, fair, fair the kid of bone. Fair yeah, he, like, only won the Rocket Richard, so yeah. that's not, not a bad pick. Uh, mm-hmm. He just want to hit on the Norris, best defenseman in the league. You want to start, Mateo? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Probably the Norris. So there's a few options here, but – thinking of one i'd probably have to go with um maybe victor hedman um, again 
I, another Tampa player, I'd say, you know what, Victor is a pretty like solid choice. I'd say, um, you can't really go wrong with like a headband pick. Um, usually does well every other year. He's the anchor on that Tampa defense. Um, I know you guys may have like probably different answers, but yeah, I'm probably just gonna go with Hedman. Interesting. Fair enough. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say interesting. It's just he's always in the mix. Yes. Uh, the best in the world. Yeah. And I mean, so Adamo, I don't want to really, like, I don't want you to hurt me. So I'm not going to say Seth Jones because we all know he's up there. But <laughs> no, I'm going to have to go with okay. uh, the boy, Kill McCarr. That guy's a beast. That guy's yeah. a stud. And he's playing with one of the best offensive lines in the National Hockey League. He's going to be putting up points left, right, and center. That kid's got a lethal shot at the point. I wouldn't even say slap shot. That wrister is uh, great. Yeah. And he yeah. always finds a way to find the corners. I, I think he's going to put up the most points in the league easily to uh, not just with a division favorite and him locking up the division trophy, all that stuff, and maybe even making a deep playoff run. Uh, put that all aside and look at the regular season. He's going to be leading the National Hockey League in defensive points. So I think he's not just a safe lock, but young kid, give him some slack. He's been producing it for the last couple of seasons. This is the year he breaks through. Yeah, I got McCarr too, but that's not to say he's the best defenseman in the league because I still think that's Charlie McAvoy. But um, McCarr's oh, he's unreal. His edges are insane. Like he, yeah. he could he could fully break your ankles like without the puck, like without any stick handling. He'll he could drop guys, and he's just he's so good at that um, that that like the mohawk, where he's able to just skate the line. It's it's incredible. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think this one needs much explanation. Yeah. He's, he's a fantastic player for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with any of the choices we made. Obviously, they're all top tier defensemen. That's the reason why they're in the mix. But yeah. uh, I think we'll just go quickly. I guess you want to go to Vesna right now. Is yeah, that let's fair? do the Vesna. Yeah, let's, let's go Vezina. to Vesna. You want to start off, Mattel? Yeah, I could go. So my Vesna winner, um, I'm not gonna say Vasilevsky. I have a, a hot take. I'm gonna say UC Soros. Okay, I'll say why. Last year I had UC in fantasy. This guy literally carried uh, Nashville to the playoffs by himself. Him and Forsberg. This guy was a menace near the end of the season. If if Soros could carry Nashville to the playoffs this year, I could definitely see him in a contention for Vesna. Great goal, great goaltender, Mateo. Just mediocre team. And even John Gibson, like great goaltender. Me and Evan were going at it uh, about him in the uh, when we were giving our Pacific Division preview. Like he, he I would consider John Gibson in, on any other team but a California team a standout favorite for the Vesna Trophy. That guy his skill rating is off the charts. But yeah. again, you got a defense that's not going to be able to hold his ground. So th- there yeah. goes John Gibson's bid. If, if, if i got to go and be completely honest with you, Jack Campbell. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, uh, Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck. He's, he's he, yeah. like, if, if from a hockey perspective, I watch a lot of hockey games throughout the year. Uh, I watch a lot of Leafs games, obviously. If I'm watching in any hockey game and I'm looking at a team, heading into a game against the Jets, I'm fearing for my life when Hellebuck's yeah. in the crease. That guy, he's number one. He's a huge guy. He's already won a Vezina uh, in his career. So he knows how to get it done. Uh, we, we already talked about the Jets and gave him a pretty decent praise amount, uh, considering we highlighted our U a Stanley Cup Stanley winner, Cup future Stanley Cup winner, Connor yeah. Hallibuck. Book it. Yeah, and Connor Hallibuck's going to have some big hardware coming his way next season. Oh, yeah. Stanley Cup and a Vezina because that guy knows how to mend the crease. He knows how to play with his team. He's always in the right headspace. That guy's going to be putting up the best record. Uh, or I wouldn't say best record. Maybe the best win percentage in the National Hockey League. Maybe wins above replacement. But yeah. – uh, yeah, he's he's terrific. You already know he's gonna be there before the puck drop even happens. So, Connor. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I got I got Andre Vasilevsky. That's just because. I mean, I feel like he was robbed last year a little bit. I think he was the best goalie in the world last year, but I guess Con- uh, not Connor Hellebuck. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury was that storyline guy. So mm-hmm. you go with him, but that's not to say Vasilevsky didn't deserve it. I think he put. I didn't. I don't have his stats in front of me, but I know he put up a ridiculous save percentage. And won a crap ton of games, and I think he'll do it again this year. So, I got him. And uh, I don't know. Are we going to touch up on the Selkie? That's that's a The Selkie? Best defensive forward? Random one. Honestly, that's so random. I don't know. I I didn't (laughs) have it written down. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Anthony Sorelli. 
Ooh, okay. good pick. Well, Selkie comes. The, the players know. from the Selkie come out of nowhere. No, I'm. Carlos yeah, because I, I don't. Yeah, well, Carlos Boy, love him. No, I was kidding about Sorelli, but he's he, Sorelli actually is a pretty good defensive forward. Um, I just had Tampa's lines open in front of me. That's why I said that. But realistically, <laughs> I, Patrice Bergeron, sure. It's so random. You go through the list, and it's never really even best defensive forward. It's best like. I'm pretty good at defense, but I still put up a shit ton of points. So, yeah, it's kind of random. Yeah, I would have to go. Uh, I want to say step four. These guys are always in the mix. Uh, Mark Stone, he's a yeah. guy that always leads year in year out. Uh, no matter which year you even look at it, he's always taken the uh, the trophy. It was not really a trophy, but taking the the awards for the most takeaways amongst the National Hockey League players in the National Hockey League. He's a terrific defensive forward, and that guy puts up a bootload of points and is a passionate player on the ice. That's why Evans got almost every jersey of Mark Stone on the Vegas <laughs> Golden Knights. But uh, I back him as well. I love Stone. I love the the passion he plays with and his ability to tr- transfer that passion from the offensive perspective on the other side of the puck and play that 200-foot game, like, I don't think it gets any better than that. I got Mark Stone for the Selkie. Pretty random award that I just mentioned. I'm, I'm surprised you even thought of that award. But, yeah, yeah it's the Selkie. Yeah. What about you, Mattel? I actually have the same as you, Mario. Uh, Mark yeah. Stone, he's he's pretty great defensively. Um, he's pretty a great player all around. Key player for the Vegas Golden Knights. You can't go wrong with him as the best defensive forward. Yeah, I, can, I mean, we both agree on him. I love that we agree on something for uh, for once. That's that's nice to see. Yeah. Uh, are we like what other? Uh, you I have written down right the Calder, the Calder. Yeah, there we go. That's Rookie of the year. Yeah. You started um, down. Oh my god, because I was gonna switch it last second, but now I'm not sure. Um, I think I was, <laughs> I'm gonna say Trevor Zegras, and hmm? he's he's like the favorite. I could see a world where Spencer Knight takes it if he goes off in Florida. Unfortunately, I don't think he is. But if he does, I could see it happening. Uh, Cole Caulfield, love Cole Caulfield. Um, he makes us short kings uh, feel like we can do anything. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, he grew it. Eh? He's listed yeah, at five foot nine now. There's no friggin' way that guy is five foot nine. Like I, th- I thought, five seven was generous. Just looking at him, I thought he was closer to like five six, five five, but. He's an unreal player. I can see him scoring 30 easily. But I think Zegras is going to have the keys to the offense. And the Ducks will probably play first-time power play 20 minutes a night on that first-line center. So he'll probably rack up the points. And just to, to, to touch upon Spencer Knight, like that guy is a stud. Uh, again, there's a lot of uh, things in the air with him in Florida and their gold tank situation. But can we just take a moment and just like see how hard it is for a goaltender to win just about any awards? If you're not a top goaltender in the league, like the rookie, having a rookie win a Calder trophy is almost next to impossible considering the star power that's, uh, you mentioned yeah. Cole Coffee or Trevor Zegras. Like it's so hard for a goaltender to accomplish that feat. I think like a handful over the last yeah. 20 years, century here, or not century rather, the last 20 years that have taken that, uh, that, 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 those remarks. So I think it's going to be tough on any goaltender entering this season, uh, but we'll have to see. I think personally for me, favorited Cole Caulfield. I think you can easily make a case for Trevor Zegers, but Cole Caulfield, man, that guy is a pure goal scorer. I hate to say it because he lit up my Toronto Maple Leafs, but uh, that guy knows how to put the puck in the back of the net. I watched him in his Wisconsin days. Yes, I watch college hockey. Yes, I'm weird. but Love college uh, puck. Yeah, I know. I'm a Minnesota goal. You can, oh. uh, question me a little bit on that. Wisconsin has some big-time talent. Huge Cole Caulfield's a product of that. Well, okay, I respect that. I got some Notre Dame merch I always wear. I uh, love the frame. I love the uh, organization for football. But uh, yeah. again, uh, they got a terrific program. The college, the United States College Hockey Program, and Caulfield is just a prime example of graduating from there and uh, reaping the remarks from the NHL. And I think he's going to reap it even more with some hardware. Not the Stanley Cup, but yes, the Calder Trophy. And uh, I think that's a pretty fair statement on a pretty decent run both in the postseason last year and the regular season as well. So I'll turn it over to you, Mateo. Do you uh, similar interests? Uh, do we disagree here? Or what do you, who do you got tabbed as the Calder Trophy favorite? So like Adamo, I'm reluctant to choose Spencer Knight because he's a young, a young goalie. And you know what? Young goalies lose their confidence quickly. And yeah, so I'm not sure of choosing Spencer Knight. So it's, it's between you and Adamo's picks, but I have to agree with Mario, Cole Caulfield. 
he proved himself in the playoffs. That guy was lighting it up for sure for the Canadians. Um, I could see him doing it in the regular season this year as well. I'm not sure how the Canadians are going to do as a team, but I could definitely see him um, playing really good during the regular season. So, yeah, I got to go with Cole Caulfield. I got to see how Trevor Zegras does um, in his few games. But, like, what I've seen of Cole Caulfield so far, I think I'm going to choose him. Yeah, and I mean, the only thing that held me back from Zegras is just because he's playing against some – well, not playing against, but playing with some media – not what to say mediocre, but you know what I'm trying to say here. Like, yeah, Delorier, yeah. Comtois, yeah, they're going to be good players, but right now, like, you're playing with rookie players. All guys that could even put into the they're, – they're at the age where you could put them in that Knicks. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm a little stingy on Zegers just because the guys he's playing with. Montreal is also a huge hockey market. The, the voters are going to be definitely on his side. Cool Caulfield's a – pretty sexy name around yeah. the national hockey league big guy i wouldn't say big guy but big name very <laughs> big guy nothing like that but uh yeah he's he's <laughs> the ability for him to score is something to behold and i think we're going to be seeing it this season on full display and he's going to bring in some hardware from it so i don't know are we missing out on any awards i'm really not up to date uh, with all the awards not that i have in front of me we had all of them covered it all lady bang <laughs> who's gonna be the nicest what? guy the nicest guy. I got Ryan Reeves. Phil Castle, Lady Bangs, Bangs. Gotta be That's Jack Campbell. I'd give that guy the award. Oh, yeah, I'll put I love Jack Campbell. Campbell. He should win it. Uh, Phil <laughs> Castle always cleans his teammates' plates, so uh, maybe he'll get a maybe he'll get a nod from that. Big guy. Might get a nomination. You might get a nomination. Yeah, might get a vote. Uh, but again, that I guess that concludes not just the episode. Yeah. The uh, the awards and the divisional preview. I mean, pretty quick one, a pretty fun one to talk about. What would be right? Usually my takes are never really pan out to come out to anything. So we'll see. Uh, it was fun. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys feel chill. the same way. Yeah, it was a chill. Yeah. And uh, I mean, tomorrow's hockey, man. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I Let's like go. I'm so Let's excited. Get to see a new team hit the ice. Get to see a, a good matchup. Uh, Penguins and Tampa Bay. That one never disappoints. So... It's going to be a fun one. Fantasy uh, fantasy individuals out there, get ready to set your lineup. I am excited for that. Waking up early. Well, I wouldn't say early. Waking up, first thing you do, look at starting roster and put them in. That one yeah. I miss. And again, seeing an American team face a Canadian team might be better for me. I think the Leafs. Uh, who is their first American opponent? Do, do any of you guys know? Uh, I know they got a back-to-back. New Canadian. York Rangers, I think. Oh, no, they, the first they, three are against... The first three are against the uh, American Canadian teams. I can't believe it. I think they go, and, they go Montreal, Ottawa, Ottawa. Oh, they played the Saturday night in Ottawa too. Wow. Uh, I think, or not in Ottawa. Ottawa. I think it's in Toronto against Ottawa. Yeah. But yeah. uh, oh, that Rangers Leafs game is going to be something to watch. And guys, I hope you're ready because the Leaf talk. We're done the off season now. It is officially today's the last day of the off season. We are done. Now we get to talk the Toronto Maple Leafs, my bread and butter. I'm sure, Adamo, you're looking forward to it, too. And I know you're a Pens fan, but I'm sure you're going to catch on to the Leafs. It's going to be my uh, my William Nylander jersey just came in. So it's getting taken. Yeah, I I said, sorry, reverse retro. Oh, just the away one. I, I actually love the away ones, but this one's like authentic. And I got it like authentically stitched. Um, Pro tip, get it stitched. Um, not where I got it. I won't say where because I, I <laughs> definitely shouldn't. But it's not name names. I yeah, Plain I probably because I kind of work for them. But um, <laughs> oh, I got you now. <laughs> Me and Adamo work there. No, you know what? Get it, get it stitched there. They, they did it really well. It just came at a price, but it looks ah. great. It looks great, and I awesome. I can't wait to wear it. Well, let's hope the guy in the back uh, proves to uh, extend his. I wouldn't say extend another solid season he had a great season last year great postseason last year he was a leading uh goal scorer leading point getter so let's hope that can transition into the 2021 2022 season and we'll be discussing it i don't know we still have to discuss this i can't believe we haven't gotten around to it we might go two episodes a week depending on everyone's work schedule school schedule all that stuff i'm hoping we can do it because this leafs team boy they're gonna be a fun one to talk about like they always are they got their highs they got their lows but what stays the same is that this team Always has some decent chatter around them. And I'm looking forward to not only doing it on the show, but doing it with you guys. It's going to be a fun time, fun season to look forward to. It's just a fun episode we just did. So, again, that caps off 
the NHL preview division. Oh, it's a divisional preview, but season preview for the 2021-2022 season. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Thank you guys for jumping on the cast. I know we were short Jared and Evan. They'll be in hopefully uh, back for our opening one of the year. So again, thank you guys all for tuning in and have a terrific evening and enjoy the NHL festivities because hockey is back, baby. See you guys on the flip side.